0: It is Cornmo from Cornmo.com. You're listening to the Curioso Podcast.
1: One side will make you go taller, and the other side will make you grow smaller.
2: There's not a wood. The mushroom, of course! Christopher Scarborough and I'm Joe Taylor and welcome to the Curioso podcast Joe Chris Dana Dana. hi (laughs) hi
1: we're all here we are all here
0: (laughs) yes we are
2: Joe some people have told me that you're a fun guy
1: They are lying. <laughs> you know, I was They're really... They're
2: lying uh, just beneath the ground. I was really... I just wanted to get that out first. Dana got it. <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out oh. first because, um, you know, I thought that you might throw that pun out there, and I mm. wanted to one-up you.
1: <laughs> oh, Mario
2: oh. pun. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are <coughs> talking <coughs> about mushrooms. That's right. Uh, Okay, not necessarily that type of mushrooms, although we might get into it. What, like the... Psilocybum crazy mushrooms? Oh, the cybone. (laughs) (laughs) The the magic mushrooms? Right, right. We'll discuss those a little bit, I'm sure. Did
1: you know that mycophagy is the consuming
2: of mushrooms? I think I went to high school with mycophagy. (laughs) It's like coprophagia. What's like that? Eating poop. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the fear of mushrooms—that
0: is mycophobia. mycophobia, or also fungiphobia.
1: Ooh, fungiphobia. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> like or I said, I'm a fungi. Fungophobia. Fun guy. Right. Uh, the uh, ancient Egyptians called the mushroom the plants of immortality.
0: They're definitely oh. not plants. Because well, yeah. that's
1: what that, I'm. Th- ancient Egyptians. Okay, Dana.
2: <laughs> Okay. Do they do they, they have do they have mushrooms in Egypt? <laughs> yes, they did apparently. Really? Yeah. Where do they grow? I thought I thought you yeah, needed thought, like a that dark
0: is a, a very dry air, <laughs> arid place. But yeah. there are, there are some. I guess there's some dark,
2: dark uh, moist air. <laughs> so uh, all I've done is uh, for this entire episode is scoured all over the internet. Looking for stories of people that are on mushrooms to put on to this oh, podcast. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. No, it's like it's like telling people your dreams. It's like the most boring thing. Like, oh, yeah. Do you want to see like, pictures of my
0: dog? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Do it's you want to like... hear my poetry? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I told I told Dana. That, uh, that I wrote some po- poetry, <laughs> and she just started laughing at me.
0: <laughs> Hysterically. Yeah, like back right. in the day.
2: And she she couldn't even get through my whole sentence. I was like, yeah, when I used to like write poetry, and she, she just bleh. busted out laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, done. Jeez. it It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to Egypt, guys.
1: Uh, they were actually pro- proclaimed only fit for royals in, in Egypt. And the Romans used to use... Taste testers, like food uh, testers, to uh, to tell
0: if they're poisonous. Yeah, here's a brand new mushroom we found in the <laughs> forest. Try, try this, this Bill. See if it kills you. <laughs>
1: you know, and that would let them know if uh, you'd get sick, throw up, or hallucinate, <laughs> or die. Did they keep records. Like terrible, yeah. Terrible
2: job. Oh. Yeah, they, they
1: would actually write down characteristics, draw diagrams, so they knew that these were edible or non-edible. Oh. China, Russia, Greece, and Mexico are just a few countries where people perform mushroom rituals, hmm. rituals. Believe that the mushroom is held certain properties that assist with finding lost objects. Um, they provoke human su- superhuman strength. They also help to lead the soul to the realm of the gods. And just some of the beliefs in those, those cultures, all based on the little tiny mushroom.
0: Hmm.
1: So what is a mushroom, Dana? Why is Dana here?
2: Uh, Dana <laughs> yeah, why is Why am I here? <laughs> Dana is here because, I don't know, you tell us, Dana.
0: Uh, well, I did take botany a few years ago and zoology. And in both categories, you learn quite a bit about the fungi, I don't know, it's a kingdom. <laughs>
1: The fungi kingdom?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of discretion where science changes and things get put in different categories. Molds used to be in the fungi category and they got moved to Protista, apparently. Mm. They used to be considered a fungi also. But yeah, we learned quite a bit in both classes Nice about the fungi.
2: And Dana used to love to tell me all about about, uh, mushrooms and fungi uh, when she was taking these classes, Mm -hmm. and I said, well, when I do the uh, episode about <laughs> mushrooms, that you're going to be on it, and she said, "Okay." Actually, she said no, but I, I said, <laughs> but "Get here in the car." I am anyway. <laughs> right, you got nothing better to do <laughs> except for all that stuff that you have to do. Except
0: for all that get in the car.
1: <laughs> so, the, the the mushroom that we see, like visually,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is the Fruiting. quote unquote.
0: Fruit. Fruiting body. Fruiting I body. Believe, of the, is the of, term for that. And that's, of course, broken down to different parts. There's the ring, the small circular-shaped structure mm-hmm. that's right below the cap. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you have gills. Gills, on yeah. On some
0: of them. Uh, yeah, on the bottom side of the top of the mushroom, or the cap of the mushroom on the bottom side, or where the gills are. I believe the spores come out of the top.
1: In some of them, yes. In some of them. Yes.
0: Yeah, I suppose in other ones, gills are expel spores. Yes. Yes. And then yeah. what is it?
1: The stem? Is it a stem? There's a stem, yes, okay. and
0: a vulva. Oh, I know. <laughs> like the part that's under the ground that kind of holds in like place. Is it like a jetty, a jetta vulva? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so that's uh, your basic structure. Cool. Yep.
1: So the fruits that are found above ground, hypod. And then there's ones that are found below ground, epigeous, as in uh, truffles.
0: Okay. Truffles! I don't, I don't know a lot about truffles, but I, I'm assuming that they're found underground, and that's yes. why animals have to search for them. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, not just any animal, ladies and gentlemen and curiosos. Uh, Specifically, one of the animals that are used to help find truffles are pigs. That's right. Yes, Joe. That's what the pig says. Dogs
0: also, right?
2: Well, they can use dogs, yes. Yes. But uh, generally, pigs are used. And uh, the reason why pigs are used? Because bacon goes with everything. N- well, I guess uh, like bacon wrapped bacon uh, wrapped truffles, truffles oh. might be good. Oh well, they, yeah, truffles have, have a. <laughs> I was really enthusiastic about that. Truffles have a distinct smell, a distinct uh, flavor that is very very different than. Anything else on Earth, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the reasons why they actually use pigs specifically to find truffles is that they found that that, that there's a certain kind of chemical that is uh, that is in that uh, that in that mushroom mm-hmm. that is very akin to a uh, basically a a pheromone that is also. In uh, uh, pig testicles, like <laughs> boar testicles, it really? comes out in their saliva. Yeah, so that's why they taste so good. Is because they taste like uh, like uh, pig nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a back in the
1: the palate. You you kind of uh, you
2: kind of taste it and feel it. And, reminiscent and, yeah. of a yeah a pig, pig ball. nut. Yeah. So, but it, no, I mean, it, it's so it, it has like ten times the amount of this this chemical this pheromone inside okay. of the truffle mm-hmm. so pigs can find it very easily oh because they're so used that's, to the smell yeah because that's the why pheromone. they root it up they it's they're very attracted to it oh. so uh, so also uh, humans and the reason that we like it um, because we like- is, well, no, we're we're very closely associated, and men and women also have the same pheromone in our body. So, okay. which is why you know partially why we might be attracted to each other. A lot of women you find it in a lot of women's urine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I mean, I can't even pronounce the chemical, and I think it just has a lot of. It's like five a andro sixteen en three a o l. Wow. Yeah. That sounds there's, like a unknown planet. Yeah, it's like bad. It's like it's like it's like uh, it's like tweens texting. It's, oh. Yeah, I just don't even understand. That. Right. But um, but yeah. So uh, there's also been some studies that uh, by having men smell a truffle mm-hmm. and then grading. Uh, on pictures of uh, women's hotness oh. that um, that they will think that women are more attractive after they've smelled these truffles like so it's like truffle god. Yeah, like they got their truffles all riled up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of crazy. So, so does that work the same with like white truffles? I don't know cuz I'm not Well, the th- there's the thing too is that they they there are things other truffles yeah. that are that are what they call false truffles. They're yes. not actually truffles, and some yes. of them are actually poisonous. Mm-hmm. But they still grow underground. They look very much like the kind of lumpy black uh, truffle, just like regular ones do. Yeah, it's like a malignant so what, mass. What is a
1: white truffle? It's basically the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just uh, some of the chemicals just don't give it that that dark complexion. So and Apparently, they're supposed to be a little bit more lighter in flavor and, and aroma. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are of the same same family. Little, same family, different. probably different species yes. and things like
2: yeah. that. And um, you know, th- I mean, these things can go for ridiculous amounts oh, of money. Yeah, you know. So and you know, I really wanted. I know there's a, a like a grocery store near us that has. Truffles, mm-hmm. uh, but payday is until next week. So they, uh, I couldn't pick one up, you know, get a couple slices or something. Right. Are they
0: expensive because they're grown underground or? Very, they're just very rare. they're hard to find yes. or yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're actually. So they're f- like abundant, but hard to find or they're uh, rare? They're
1: naturally, like naturally occurring. So I don't think there's a, actually like farmers, any like truffle. Farmers, truffle so. Well there are, but it's like, you're talking huge expanses of land. And For
0: probably a small amount, right? Yeah. And they're
1: right.
2: they're also associated with like certain types of tree roots, especially like oaks. Yes, so you find them in oak forests, mm-hmm. forests especially in France. I mean, and a few other places. But yeah, trained dogs, pigs, uh, you know, are, are usually what's uh, you know, and and um, you have to be careful because like maturing truffles uh, will swell and crack open. Yep. Uh, and you can have like swarms of yellow flies come and get them. So you, you know, they really have to be trained animals to be able to do this cause you want them to root them up, but, but not, not crack them, them, not destroy them, not yeah. eat them. Yeah. So, um, and, and I mean the, the, uh, the location even can be detected by humans sometimes mm-hmm. because of its, you know, because of its aroma. Yeah. So because it's so strong. Um, Now, one of the things that I wanted to mention is that there is also something called truffle oil.
1: Yes, and I've run into, I've actually used it before,
2: Uh
1: um, and I've gotten both. I've gotten real truffle oil, and I've gotten the sort of like imitation vanilla truffle oil. Yeah,
2: yeah, there is that imitation truffle oil.
1: Huge difference. A Huge difference in taste, smell, everything. Mm -hmm. So if you really want... That trough, you know, spend a few extra bucks and get that little thing. A bottle yeah, well, of Basically, real they oil. steep
2: truffles in the oil, and that's how yes. they come up with it. Yes. But then they also can use a, have a synthetic version. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, but like you know, like you said, like the imitation vanilla things it's, like that. But it's, it's
1: like it's okay, but it's nowhere near. Yeah, it,
2: I mean, it's like puppy breath. I mean, you know, puppy breath is amazing, but, but you nothing, know, there's nothing else that smells. There's like puppy nothing breath. else that smells like that. Right. You know, if someone were to make a puppy breath cologne, tm, uh, <laughs> it would it just couldn't exactly smell the same. Right. Exactly. I just made that up actually no i've been wanting wanting to make puppy breath cologne for a really
1: long time (laughs) right so they're full of polysaccharides proteins vitamins a c and b minerals including iron uh selenium potassium phosphorus tons of other things and they come in all different shapes sizes colors and wide variety of flavors and uses and things with all these crazy mushrooms that that i've seen um some of the mushrooms that are i guess most common are cremini mushrooms or the, the button mushroom
2: oh cremini okay yeah. yeah they're the the little button mushrooms and in fact um you can actually buy a mushroom kit mm-hmm. you had one i had one mm-hmm. And I was going to make them up, and I didn't get the chance to do it. And it, it took me about a month or two. And uh, I think I had gotten it for a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to go grab it off the shelf, and there were mushrooms already spouting out from it. the cracks
0: in the box. Yeah, through the cracks in the box. And I was like, wow. somebody water on the box. Oh, yeah. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah. That is all you need. Yeah. Dark, over. moist place.
1: <laughs> and you're going to grow some fungus. That's never <laughs> mind. I was gonna say that's what she said, but that's just gross. <laughs> so, we've got things like uh, shiitake, used in a lot of Asian culture and a lot of Asian traditional medicines. Things like the black trumpet, the morel, the erster or the oyster mushroom. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, that has a uh, cholesterol reducing effect. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the miataki, and it looks kind of like a brain. Um, Mm -hmm. the shaggy mane, honey fungus, turkey tail, caterpillar fungus, which actually feeds on insects. Um, I'm sorry. What? The mushroom feeds on insects? Yeah. It's called a caterpillar fungus and it feeds on insects. That's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty
0: awesome. I I read about that and what was it used for? It had some sort of antibiotic effect or something.
1: With the laundry list of chemicals that a lot of these mushrooms had. I would not doubt. The
0: caterpillar one specifically, I think, was uh Asian and had, like, a very specific, like, medical relation. I just can't remember exactly what it was.
1: <laughs> then you've got, of course, the truffle. This is a really funny one. Chicken of the woods.
2: There's a mushroom called chicken of the woods. It is, uh, is... Is the, I'm just kind of wondering, is like the logo for that a mermaid in a in forest? I don't know. You know. I don't
1: have a clue. <laughs> it's just crazy. Then, like we said earlier, the psilocybin mushrooms. And there's, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of other mushrooms. It's just a little brief list that I pulled together uh, just to let people know that there are a lot, a lot. Some things that I've found in uh, my shrooming. The Mushroom Council of America.
2: Is that the MCA?
1: <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's actually the Mushroom, American Mushroom Institute and the Mushroom Council of America. So there's two different ones. And the Mushroom Council, their little, uh, like, official seal looks almost exactly like the Imperial... Star Wars <laughs> seal. So every time I was, I was like looking at a mushroom like dun 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 dun, <laughs> dun 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 It was awesome. Doing that research, some of the studies about the benefits of mushrooms, like you said, Dana, the antioxidants, and then there's uh, beta-glucans, glycans, glycans beta-glycans, Sure. <laughs> I don't know half the stuff. Uh, those are part of the polysaccharides. Mm-hmm. Um, you have cordyceps and numerous proteins and essential, all that good stuff. So there's this huge, long history of using mushrooms as medicinal you know, uh, medicine. And it's said that they help things like stress. And this is like modern stuff. Stress, memory, concentration, liver health, which is hilarious because the poisonous ones, that's well, like yeah, the main thing your they liver destroy. And kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Energy level, immune support, skin health. And that's just to name a few of the, the modern uses that we've come up with mushrooms. And they're usually ground up in in, in parts of medicines that we take every day. Uh, you know, vitamins and things like that. So,
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about Sort of the importance of fungi, not just mushrooms, but mm-hmm. fungi in general. Because, yeah, there a lot of them are used for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, they also can be used for bioremediation, which means that I think mycelium, we talked about briefly, maybe.
1: We talked about it beforehand, it's yeah. Like sort
0: of a, the furry structure.
1: Around. I think
0: the- before the fruiting body happens, I think mm-hmm. it's sort of like the roots in the mushroom in a okay. way. I think. It, wrong about yeah, that. it's
2: you know, like mycelium is kind of like
1: well, it has the word cilia in it, which
2: uh-huh. uh, the cilia, like in your in Sorry, your throat, uh, it means hair-like. I in, believe rice, in that yeah. Right. So it's like this. Yeah, it's kind of the, like the structure uh, that they that they grow from, right? Right, okay. right. Mm-hmm.
0: and then throughout certain stages, because like plants, I believe they go through different reproductive stages, right? Um, but. One of the things that the mycelium can do is absorb toxins. So a lot of times hmm. they'll use mycelium. What about to... your cilium? <laughs> <It's> just mycelium. <laughs> right. They'll use it to um, sort of absorb oil and oil spills or industrial spills. Really? toxins. Yeah. I thought they just threw down some sawdust. Bioremediation. So they actually oh. use it to get rid of environmental toxins. Wow. That was interesting. As well as penicillin Mm of course, another medicinal purpose. Um, they help facilitate plant growth. Mm -hmm. They can actually help plant roots to absorb moisture and a lot of plants won't survive without some form of fungus. Right, Like they, they have symbiotic relationships. A lot of plants do.
1: Now what's the difference between fungus and mold? Uh,
0: mold, I think was, like I was saying, was more recently, Categorized in Protista. Okay. It used to be categorized in fungus as well, but I guess they found out that it had like structures that were more similar to the Protista family, which I think are more microscopic, smaller, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a simpler.
2: As I found out, uh, mushrooms don't grow in my shower. Crickets. (laughs) <laughs> just saying that's what's in between the cracks of your oh jeez oh, yes. yes. forget okay. yeah, yeah just move on
0: <laughs> then also and this is a really important one is that they help to break down dead leaf litter and yeah. plants they're decomposers which yeah, that's a got, huge skipped thing skipped over a bit yeah it yeah. is a huge thing the earth would actually be covered in meters and meters of dead plants and animals oh yeah, <laughs> yeah without, without the breakdown yeah <laughs> yeah so wow. play a really large role in that.
1: Yeah, what's well, it's like the um if all the spiders were gone, you know, like we'd have there'd
0: be a lot of other bugs. A lot. Usually yeah. Getting... A lot yeah.
1: and there'd be frogs everywhere and like you know, <laughs> like one little tiny thing.
0: Yeah, you take it, it out of the equation. And everything screws... else becomes unbalanced. Mhm. Absolutely. So
2: I wanted to mention uh that the largest continuous organism mm-hmm. in the world is a fungus. It is basically oh. mushrooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, in Oregon's Blue uh, Mountains, uh, up in the mountains, they found a giant area. Um, and the reason why they found this is they, they found what we were talking about, mycelium, which is basically where mushrooms come from. It's like they're kind of like net...
0: Uh, like it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like They're,
2: the ne- growth kind of like area and then the mushrooms yeah. spring up from there and then right. play spores and and it all goes now um, what they were able to do so let me just kind of give you some it's it covers two thousand three hundred and eighty four acres <sighs> which is uh, one thousand six hundred and sixty five American football fields wow. So it's this huge area that, uh, is about, uh, nearly four square miles or, uh, 10 square kilometers of area. Whew. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. Um, now this, this whole, uh, the, this whole fungus, the mycelium, mm-hmm. the reason they were able to tell that it's all the same organism is you, you take a little bit from one end, a little mm-hmm. bit from another. You put them in petri dishes together, right. and you see if they kind of come together and merge. If they come together and merge, that means they're this, from the same genetic DNA, and they are one continuous organism. Right. They tested all over this thing, and all of it merged together. So it is one giant continuous organism. Did you,
0: did you read about what it does? It actually, throughout time, has completely destroyed like the entire forest around it. But what it's done mm-hmm. is in destroying it has made the ground more fertile yeah. successively each time so mm-hmm. that the trees can regrow yeah. higher the second or third or fourth time. Yeah. So yeah, It's like this weird ongoing process of like destroying the forest and letting it grow but, bigger and destroying it again so it can grow even bigger.
1: That's nature. Before, yeah. before any of us were sitting here, you know, before any of the buildings were around, any of this stuff, you would have natural disasters like wildfires and things yeah, and that would clear Millions of acres of forest, mm-hmm. and in the wake of that, all of that
2: ground is now more fertile. And, and there's
0: some there's some plants that actually need wildfire, yeah.
2: to thrive. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like uh, us as animals; we need this fungus to eat us up, so you know so when we die, so we're not laying around forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah. The, I mean, that the sounds. The of life.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds fun to lay around forever, <laughs> but not when you're you know. Half decomposed corpus.
2: So, just one more thing about the the, uh, the, the, the blue mountain, uh, Oregon blue mountain um, organism fungal patch. Mm. Um, it's so it, <laughs> it is I'm estimated. I'm my disco the patch, <laughs> my fungal patch. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> You are never gonna get any dates that way, buddy. Oh. Man, I never get any dates now. <laughs> What's the difference? So uh, the uh, the fungus is estimated to be about uh, 2,400 years old but could be as ancient as uh, 8,650 years old. Wow. Uh, either way, I mean, yeah, that's, I know it's like a huge, they're just not sure. That's you know? like, it's like so, one of those
1: epic movie trailers. You know? yeah. In a land, in a land before time, well, a that, creature 24,000 years old.
2: But that's what's cool about it is that it places... You know, 24,000 years old places it as one of the oldest living organisms on wow. the planet. Consecutive. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, some spores can actually lie dormant for like a century. Oh, yeah. And yeah. still grow, mm-hmm. like eventually.
1: Yeah, they're like uh, cicadas, you know?
0: <laughs> no, some
1: of those, what, what you, the seven years? The seven year and like the, yeah, you have, like, the 27
0: 14, year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is not the, the
2: cicada podcast, Joe. Mm. I, I know. We'll do that in another 14 years or whatever. <laughs> <when we're gonna
0: laughs> right. <come back> <laughs> I learned that spores are made from chitin. Chitin? Do you know what that is? Chitin, yeah. It's the same. It's like a, we learned about it in zoology. It's like a carbohydrate structure mm-hmm. that exoskeletons and insects are made out of. Yep. Spores apparently are made of the same thing. Wow. Interesting.
1: Just a very, th- like, Wafer thin line of yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I but think it's the there. same structure. Isn't yeah. that
2: the Isn't that the thing that shark skeletons are made out of?
0: Cartilage. Oh, yeah, I cartilage. Know, I guess that's the same thing. <laughs> Just <laughs> not, not even kidding. Close. Jeez.
1: <laughs> but like in uh, what is that Warhammer Forty K? Chitinous armor. It's, oh yeah, it's that's a yeah. That's, big that's bug armor. Pretty basically. decent
0: armor, from what I understand, for insects. Um, and a lot of people used to use mushrooms to make dye with, also.
1: They dyed things with mushrooms.
0: Yeah, they. If you boil mushrooms and remove the mushrooms, and then put fabric in the water, apparently it'll change color. Like a dirty gray. There's like a book about. I don't think so. I think like a. There's like a book. I think it's called like Rainbow Under Your Feet or something. Okay. Sounds <laughs> more
2: hippie-ish. Well, I have to <laughs> I have to see if they sell that at my local
0: store. So I think it's like a variety of colors. Actually, probably not just gray or yellow.
1: Right. Well, I mean that would. It would have to be a very uh, vibrant fungi <laughs> to, uh, to produce that kind of color. Yeah. To actually dye, you know, to, a to fabric. Dye
0: fabric, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember, um, I think it was like last year, about this time, you know, springtime, when, when, when all of this stuff is really starting to pop up.
0: Yeah. Especially like
1: heavy rains will do it. Yeah, yeah. A
0: moisture. Um,
1: in one of the local parks, I'm, you know, trail running, and I go around this corner, and it had just rained the day before. And uh, there's this ginormous, like almost as big as Chris's head. That's huge. But it was, oh, come on. No, I'm serious. The, the, hey, my the cap, head is not that. The cap of this your mushroom head is was dude. It was like two hands. Like I'm talking, not the side, like the <laughs> the diameter and the bulbousness of your. head. I'm just saying, I can put two hands on top of your head. You know what I mean? It was that same sort of like circular <laughs> size. Yeah. And this bright, bright like reddish-orange cap with uh, like little whitish-yellow speckles just in the middle of the trail. Did you eat it? Heck no. <laughs> I didn't have a little guidebook to tell me if it was personous or not. Speaking of personous, poisonous, <coughs> did you know in 2008, Nicholas Evans, the author of the... <clears throat> Horse whisperer. Oh, Sorry. I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> the horse whisperer. I was like, wh- Joe's gone plaid.
2: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too many shrooms. Uh, while he was walking through a 13,000-acre Scottish woodland area visiting his brother-in-law, um, he decided to pick some wild mushrooms, like you do, you know, in the, uh, the highlands of Scotland.
0: Like some people do. <laughs> yeah, I guess
1: I mean, there's a lot of foragers out there that still do this, you know? Yeah,
0: you have to be pretty knowledgeable.
1: Well, and that's why there's books, you know? For the, yeah, know the wannabe hippie forager, Yeah, there's a book, yeah. you know? If you can read, you <clears throat> might not die. Um,
0: a lot of there's like a certain type of mushroom that's red, and there's like a one that's not poisonous, right. and one that is, and they look right. exactly the same. The there's,
1: there's, <laughs> there are a lot it's like the, uh, the corn snake and the, what is it, the coral uh, the snake? The coral snake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right the in the yellow fellow type of thing. Yeah. This is like <laughs> mushrooms, you know. <laughs> You're putting death in your mouth, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was walking and uh, picked some mushrooms. And then he proceeded to take them home to his brother-in-law's house where his wife, his daughter, and his, his uh, I guess, sister-in-law all lived. And they were making dinner, and he decided to saute them up with butter and parsley, as you would mushrooms, that's tasty, um, and he served them at the dinner meal. Shortly after, <laughs> shortly after, they all got violently ill, as you would, and um, he even remembers, as he's cooking the mushrooms, there's, there was a rack of cookbooks, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a book that basically says, wild mushrooms. So there was a book on wild mushrooms to check to see if they're poisonous or not. And he, he was like, it was stupid that I would do this and this is all, you know, uh, hindsight. So he actually had a book to tell him in that region which mushrooms were poisonous. So anyway, everybody in the party gets violently ill and uh, there's five people in a, in a dinner party. And within a few days, four of them get hospitalized in critical condition. Uh, with varying degrees of organ damage and fever and vomiting, all this wonderful stuff. Yeah, that was stuff.
0: something interesting that I learned about. Like with the destroying angel mushroom, what it does is it'll make you sick for mm-hmm. like a day or two, and then you'll feel fine and think that you're okay for another day or two. <laughs> right. A little you're trick dead. like, yeah, no, you're okay. It was just like a stomach flu. And then you start to go into like renal failure and liver failure. Right. Shortly right. after. Yeah.
1: So Evans, his wife, daughter, and brother-in-law all had liver damage, and Evans even required a liver transplant, which he got put on a list. He was on there for, you know, good six, nine months, found out his daughter, because she had offered, uh, they had tested all the family members, and she was the only match. So she offered the liver to him. He, you know, didn't want it, didn't want it. Finally, he was getting worse and worse and worse. And finally, was like, okay, I'll take a part of your liver. Since I made you, I can break you type of thing. <laughs> so the daughter uh, went through the transplant, did the whole liver thing. And the brother-in-law and the wife, the wife was on dialysis for a while. And the brother-in-law was still on a waiting list late 2009, 2010. I couldn't find any follow-ups. Um but yeah, that's just a follow up is the next
2: week he went out and picked wild mushrooms again. <laughs> right. And read a book. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh,
0: Do you know she went off of dialysis? Yeah. I think at some, some time, like sometimes it'll do like temporary damage to Right, right. Well, the,
1: the thing that I read was he was the only one that actually had the, the full transplant and the wife was on dialysis. And the rest of the article just basically said that the brother was still on the waiting list and the wife had recovered. So, what about the
0: kids? Were they okay?
1: Uh, they only had the mildest because they didn't, you know, okay, their kids didn't yeah. eat a lot of vegetables. So, yeah. um, and the I guess the wife of the brother-in-law, the sister-in-law, she didn't have. She had like one mushroom, right. yeah. You know? So she was perfectly well. She, you know, vomit and all that good junk, but no serious, no, you know,
2: organ yeah, damage.
1: organ damage. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I found uh, I also found a another mushroom poisoning from November two thousand and twelve at the Golden Age Villa in Loomis, which is very close to Sacramento. Is that an um, old folks home? Yes, it is. It sounds like one. Yeah, well, it's called the Golden Age, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like yeah. so shady. I'm sure, jokes, they have some sir. golden girls living there, you know. Right. So yeah, so it was a uh, assisted living facility uh, near Sacramento, and uh, four people. Uh, were very sickened. Two people died when the cook ah. decided to go out and pick wild mushrooms out in the backyard and then cooked a soup, served it to several of the people and uh, yeah, two people uh, were uh, had liver, liver failure failure, and, uh, and died. Wow. Uh, renal and liver failure. And then uh, four people were extremely sickened from it. Wow. Yeah,
0: when, so. I was, uh, when I was little, I was like five years old. Um, my brother, actually, my older brother, was dared by one of his friends to eat a mushroom, like out of the yard that they were in. And um, he ended up in the hospital for like two weeks. Wow. What <laughs> they found out later on, it was a destroying angel, uh, Amanita bisporiger. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Um, which is fairly deadly. Mm hmm. Yeah. So surprisingly, he managed to live through that. Probably a good thing. Wow. Crazy.
2: Claudius was, uh, he was right after Caligula. Uh, When Caligula was killed, he became emperor, and he he only lived, he he didn't live much, much longer. Mm -hmm. But they think that his fourth wife actually poisoned him With, uh, with mushrooms. Wow. They were uh, some mushrooms that were cut up, and they were all just sitting there eating. And within, and that what they weren't sure because the from the reports, Mm -hmm. they said that they ate mushrooms around noon, around lunchtime, and by one, he, um, he, uh, he was feeling very, very ill, but she was absolutely fine. Um, oh. Craziest part about this is is that you know he was you know he he had eaten these mushrooms and he gotten so sick and he was vomiting profusely, mm-hmm. um, but his the what's so strange about it is his very last words after letting out a, a completely loud and erroneous fart noise <laughs> was in Latin to say rosebud. <laughs> no, it was actually uh, in Latin. He had his last words were. I just shat myself. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So just, uh, yeah, that was,
1: well, uh, that'll ha- happen. <laughs> I mean It may or may not have been mushrooms because they did have vomitoriums back then, mm-hmm. which basically was an all-you-can-eat buffet and an all-you-can-throw-up buffet. So, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> they would eat until they were distended, go to the other room, throw up everything, and go back to the buffet and eat <sighs> again. And this is a cycle. And they would do this, you know, on the regular. That was like it was like a, uh, a one I do hour that on the regular <laughs> a one hour meal would turn into you know a four hour binge and purge continuous
2: so it could have been mushrooms or it could have been a ruptured
1: spleen well they, they also been...
2: think that he was he was not a very active person and uh, he was apparently kind of large mm-hmm. and they think that you know it could have just been a heart attack which was not strange for the other emperors of his day true true. so you know you know to to start feeling bad and then with an hour within an hour or so die right right of course all right well speaking of deadly mushrooms
1: let's do my top five deadliest mushrooms ever no not ever just the top top five that i found Um, so number five the deadly conocybin Yes, Chris? No, I don't. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was interested, so uh, I, I moved my head forward. Okay. Has a conical cap, rusty brown gr- gills.
2: <laughs> rusty brown girls.
0: Ooh, what?
2: Nothing. Just, I I haven't had a whole lot of sleep, so oh, you said you're... rusty brown gills. <laughs> and I just, it made me giggle.
1: Uh, and they're often mistaken for the magic mushroom, the psilocybin mushroom. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. So... And they're usually found here in the United States, in the Pacific Northwest area. So, yeah, that's why there are a lot of reported uh, illnesses or even uh, organ and death with people who are, you know, psilocybin hunting. Yeah. Um, Number four is the death cap. It is a medium-large, white, rounded cap. looks very gothy. You know, it's kind of like like a... grayish kind of you know the majority of poisonings are due to this little fungi
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the death the death cap is the one that you usually hear um that people were poisoned with when they when people are foraging Mm -hmm. for mushrooms this is the one that i usually hear oh they ate a death cap i mean there was a guy in china who was making mushroom, you know, yep. some kind of, mu- you know, he was making Chinese food. Yeah. He was a very well-established cook, and he died at 38 from eating a death cap. Yeah. And, they, I mean, that's where they're found, Europe mm. and Asia. Uh, <laughs>
1: number three, the deadly gallerina. The deadly gallerina of jewelry? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it contains a highly toxic chemical called amanitin, I believe that is, amanitin. Which. Oh,
0: they're uh, the amatoxins or whatever. Right, but I guess the chemical itself is the same one that's in the destroying angel. Right, exactly. The same type of toxin.
1: Which severely damages liver, kidney, uh, along with central nervous system damage. This is a very, you know, serious mushroom. Mm -hmm. Then you have number two, the false Morel. Now, you've heard of uh, Morel mushrooms, right?
0: Yeah, they're sort of squiggly, brainy. Kind of brainy like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, this is the false Morel, and it looks like a sponge or a brain type thing. It contains a MMH, a hydrazine, which is the chemicals that have been tested are carcinogenic. So it's a cancer causing mushroom. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And they can cause vomiting, dizzy, dizziness, diarrhea, and of course, death. Number one, the destroying angel. Dun, dun, like you said, Dana, that's so metal. Yeah. Destroying angel.
0: That's the one that my brother ate. So <laughs> right. I, yeah.
1: And they're all white. They're like. They're a, beautiful. We oh, had yeah. some
0: growing in our front yard. We took pictures of them. They're huge and they're beautiful.
1: Yeah. White gills, Pure white, white stem, white large, cap. Yeah. Really beautiful nice and looking. deadly. Yeah. Like everything should be. <laughs> Yeah, so probably the most highly toxic and widest spread. Now, the other ones are they're common. They're the ones that get, you know, mistaken for other ones the most. So they have the most kill ratios, uh, but the destroying angel is a quick killer. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, it's just full of those uh, amatoxins. Mm-hmm. And you, some, some of these mushrooms, um, not this list, but some mushrooms, they can be slightly poisonous. And people have found that if you boil them or do certain things to them, you can kind of, you know, get yeah, that poison lessen out.
0: Lessen the toxicity.
1: Right. All of these, you can't do that. It's in every part of the tissue. And, you know, you cook them, saute them, boil them, mash them. They're still stew. gonna
0: die.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're still gonna cause problems. I don't know. I personally I think that uh deep fried mushroom caps uh, might be killing me a little slowly, but you know, who That's knows? That's cholesterol. <laughs> 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 That's not amatoxins. That's so, a chubby belly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
2: right, so we've been talking about deadly mushrooms. I've got uh two uh, more deadly mushrooms that I wanted to talk about. Do it. Um, well, actually, one of them isn't necessarily a deadly mushroom, but mushrooms can kill in other ways. Uh like if you one, get one in your eye and you, you fall yeah, over. Yeah, pointy mushroom caps, you Yeah. Know? Well, basically... Um, Uh, In uh, 2010, uh, in August of last year, um, Italy had a lot of rains uh, in in northern Italy, Uh, so consequently they had a bumper, just amazing mushroom crop that was growing in northern Italy. Of course. Um, So people were going out uh, in camouflage at night going to pick these mushrooms. Like Covert they do, mushroom farmers. Well, not they, well, they, Because they don't want anyone else to know where their certain <laughs> coves and places where their mushrooms oh, grow. Well, this is there's like the stash. old, yeah. This is like their the, stash. Yeah,
1: the old because uh, there's a bunch of caves mm-hmm. in the countryside of, of of France, and that's where the those cheese farmers would put all their put cheeses their, and stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: every cheese, like a cave here
0: and a cave over here, they'd hide their completely, cheese. Lately,
1: no, that's where they would make it. So, in the, the process of making the cheese, all those minerals and stuff from this cave and this cave, totally different. So, you get
2: totally different cheeses. Mm-hmm. So, but they were secretive about it because they didn't yeah. want people knowing where their stuff it's was. It's proprietary. Yeah. Exactly. So, is this what they're. I think it's like that, you know, but this is in Italy and they're mushrooms and, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's kind of like what we were talking about with truffles. You get some, you can get, you know, paid very well f- to being a truffle hunter. Yeah. yeah where yeah. these people are hunting other kinds of mushrooms that, you know, bring in quite a bit of money. So, uh, but the thing is, cool. they don't actually have to farm them. They just take them from Steve's house you in just Dead of Night. Yeah, you just take them from the ground, actually, right. you know. You don't actually have to farm them. So you just go out, you gather them. You know, and then you could sell them at the market and, and make, you know, or sell them to very high class restaurants and make, you know, lots of money. Right. So um, uh, these people are, you know, the, doing this. And the problem was, was that because of all the rain and everything else, they have w- have du- dubbed this the Mushroom Hunter Massacre. Oh. Uh, within 48 hours, within two days of, of the rain kind of dying off and these mushrooms popping up. Eighteen people were killed Ooh. in the dead of night sliding off of cliffs. Uh, <laughs> so these aren't just,
1: even mush, they didn't ingest any mushrooms? No, this has <laughs> nothing
2: to do with ingesting mushrooms. Eighteen people died in two days doing mushroom hunting in the middle of the night, sliding off slopes, um, sliding off steep slopes and, and just like, like breaking of their legs and all different kinds of, they don't own of, of crazy things. There? I uh, Apparently you don't hunt mushrooms with flashlights. Is it what? Yes, I know. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Forty-eight hours, eighteen people died. Wow. Uh, this happened in two thousand and ten. They call it the mushroom massacre. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so another way that uh, people can die from mushrooms is uh, when you see a mushroom cloud. Oh well yes yeah yes. Uh, and typically a mushroom cloud is uh, well it's made from many kinds of bombs but of mm-hmm. course you know the uh, nuclear bombs uh, you know or you know a bomb or or mm-hmm. whatever you call it uh, so the um the there's a certain reason there's what it's called a pyrocumulus cloud. Right. And it's from the ball of burning hot gases that ex- is accelerated outward in all directions. Uh, but it's generally goes up because heat goes up. Mm-hmm. So these accelerated gases are, are, are so hot and they want to become less dense. The particles want to get away from each other. Right. So um, as they shoot up into the air, eventually they start to spread out, dissipate. Yeah, and then from uh, you know your explosion, you wind up with this little ring uh, mm-hmm. that goes around the mushroom cloud, and then the, the huge burst that kind of twirls in on itself, and uh, the expanding uh, gases. Uh, have that... They want to get away from each other and it ultimately forms the mushroom cap as Mm -hmm. the ball rises. Yeah, yeah. So, a specific reason and uh, a little bit of physics behind that. Oh, yeah. So, I just thought that was kind of neat and I wanted to bring that up. Hmm. You could also also
1: die mm -hmm. from going to a Mushroom Head concert,
0: Uh, possibly. Yeah,
1: I suppose so. I mean, I know know know. people have been injured at those concerts. There's actually (laughs) um,
0: a lot of fungi not necessarily mushrooms that are fairly deadly. I'm reading about one right now that the soil in Washington state was tested positive for apparently it kills about 160 people a year. Uh, The spores lodge themselves in human lungs, typically. Wow. Uh, So it's usually in the soil, but when it becomes airborne, it can be problematic. It creates a fever, flu-like symptoms, and then kills you.
2: That sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, well, so. here, here's the thing: is that you know we we we're calling this episode "mushroom" because we're generally talking about mushrooms. But we're probably not going to have a fungus or mold episode. Right. So we're just kind of all lumping it together uh, yeah. in mushrooms under the uh, cap of mushrooms, Ooh. if you say. <laughs> uh, so I hope you all don't mind that. I mean, if you really want a uh, a, a mold and spore and um, other episode, <laughs> then you know we'll we'll have one. Right, we'll we'll get into it. But yeah. uh... so my act, the scarred and dangerous thrill show. I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered.
0: A
1: moment with Dangerous D. Before I call The Curioso podcast and vomit my stupid little rants, I like to research the topics as best as I can. I take my research serious wink, wink, because most topics I have never heard of in my life. So for this topic, mushrooms, I decided to eat some, then do my rant. This was the only clip that was arable. Hold on, wait, just make it up, just go. All right, hold on. <clears throat> All right. Prong fingers and busted juice. Here lies the
2: problem. Trench heart spade my will yellow can be touched. Mud buggers and bangarangs there is fog
1: on the glass. Hold oh, wait, hold on, wait, what was I saying? What the heck am I saying? What was I saying when I was out there? Wait, is this real? Ow. You guys want to hear about some weird strange mushrooms? Yes. yes. All right. So the bleeding tooth Ew. mushroom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very weird looking little creature. In the young spore stage, it, it's like a funky little like yellowish muddled sponge thing, but in the young stage it oozes this red blood-like
2: Coagulated juice? Oh, they call that latex. Yeah, when the when the little the little ridges underneath the vents, what are they called? Are they gills? vents? Gills, the gill. Yeah. When the gills? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there is
0: another word for it. it. Starts with an A.
2: I don't know that one. But they, um, if it if it, you touch it or move it, it will uh, excrete a latex. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, this is like a spongy ball. Mm -hmm. You know, and all these little porous holes just seep out, and it it looks like blood. It's like this
2: little weird sponge in the forest It's just leaking blood. Does it squirt? Like, can you get blood from a stone? Oh, I wonder if that's where it came from. It's like, Hmm. you know. A
1: mushroom stone. Then you have uh, the Devil's Cigar, and this, it looks like a cigar when it's closed, okay? But then when it opens, when it blooms... It basically opens up uh, like either three, four, I've even seen six, like almost like petals. Tendrils. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it looks kind of like the the worms from Dune, Mm -hmm. like which just kind of opens up and flowers out. Crazy looking. But the weird thing is, is that they are only, only found in Texas and Japan. That's so weird. Which is the approximate same latitude... Oh. On the planet, but eleven thousand kilometers or six thousand eight hundred miles apart.
2: Land bridge. Only two places these are found. That's crazy. Well, I, I also wanted to mention um, my heritage. I I I'm mostly uh, I you know I've got I, I'm an American mutt. I've got a lot of different heritage in me, but a little bit of my heritage is from Lithuania, and I don't I specifically don't know whether we have Lithuanian uh, listeners. However. I do know that one of the traditional foods and pastimes of Lithuania is mushroom picking mm-hmm. so um, people have a tendency to go out and they mushroom hunt. Yeah. Hopefully, there was never a mushroom massacre in in, <laughs> right. uh, in Lithuania right. like there was in uh, northern Italy. Mm-hmm. but um I know it's just one of the things that's done and uh, Joe, you and I were discussing maybe going to the Lithuanian festival, yep. it's coming up the weekend before we record or after we record this, yep. uh, so we're hoping to maybe get some video we don't know. Uh, um, but there, you know, there's, there's a few different things. You know, may, I know there's uh, some traditional mushroom soups. Yeah. I mean, it plays you know? a big,
1: big part in, in their culture. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of foodstuffs. That are going to contain mushrooms.
2: Yeah, and uh, also we had discussed the mushroom cookies that yes, they make. Yes. and it's a like a sour cream cookie, and mm-hmm. you know you have some that have that red cap to it, like the toadstool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then you know other ones, you know they they kind of just change different motifs uh, right. with them. So I'm very anxious to get some Lithuanian mushroom cookies. Yeah, they're not f- made of mushrooms. No, they're just, no, just yeah, shaped just, like mushrooms. Yeah, just right. made to look like reminiscent. Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The Smurf mushroom. Ugh. Okay, now this is, this is what it's commonly called. It, does have, has, oh, it has
2: a oh, real name. Okay, I thought um, we were actually talking about Smurfs and the mushrooms that they, they live in. Because get, you know get. I have an aversion to Smurfs. Why is
0: that?
2: I don't want to talk about it. Can I say it? No. Please? No. Okay. Stop. So yeah, the
1: Smurf mushroom, as it's lovingly called, is actually called the Entoloma hachistiri. It's a gorgeous blue mushroom. Look at that thing. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty mushroom. super pretty. Found in New Zealand, India, thought to be poisonous. And um, they used to be on uh, stamps in New Zealand mm-hmm. and also on the $50 banknote in New Zealand as well. Mm. The dog stinkhorn is another very strange. There's a lot of stinkhorn
0: mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, well, this All one is...
1: This one is probably my favorite, just because it's so strange. Okay, um, it's called the Batunus canis, and it's phallic-shaped, found in Europe, Asia, and North America, first described in the 1700s. Its Latin name, as well as its common English and French name, hint at its shape, which resembles a dog penis. Oh. You want to see a picture of it? A little dog. That is gross. A
2: little, look. A little, a little dog. Baby. So there's not... Okay, so there's quite a few Stinkhorns. So, like, just a few that I... The impudent Stinkhorn, mm-hmm. the netted Stinkhorn, right. the elegant dog Stinkhorn, right. which is, uh, I guess, a little bit different than the... It's a little more respectable, maybe. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the, I don't know. Maybe the, it has bells on it. <laughs> the lattice Stinkhorn, which mm-hmm. looks like... I mean, it looks like kind of like a... Like a bee's catacomb yeah. nest sort yep. of thing, and the stinky squid. Do you, have you I seen s- this? One? I saw that. Yeah. There's
0: also a Raymanel stinkhorn. Yeah, yeah, it looks like but someone
2: took horn. a squid upside down and planted <laughs> it. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's see if the squid grows.
1: <laughs> Oops, it worked. Uh, but well, the dog stinkhorn. It's interesting because it has this little ring, uh, that little ring of like sticky goo, mm-hmm. and it's it's smelly. So it, it brings in uh, insects. So the insects land to inspect this stinky, wonderful, sticky substance. And then they get covered in the spores. So they help transport the spore to other locations.
0: Yeah, the goose full of spores.
1: Right, right. So you have this stinky It's the same
0: little... as how, like, birds eat seeds and then move the seeds around. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or yeah. bees get the pollen and yeah, same exactly. thing. Um, so you got little bugs... Coming down on your stinky dog wiener. I think it's a
0: common trait in all the stinkhorn mushrooms. Like they all do that. They all emit a different, like, type of stench or whatever. Some kind of track f- bugs. fluid. Some yeah, some goo that smells horrible. <laughs> right,
1: to help with so the.
0: flies and moths will go near it. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As little it's weird stinkhorns would do.
0: Yeah.
1: But my favorite, okay, this is my number one in all my research, is the Mycena. Chlorophys, the glow-in-the-dark mushroom. Oh. This thing is rad. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that's yeah, with naked that's, camera. There's no that is super bright. Yeah. No film or nothing. Um, so it's really interesting. It's only found in subtropical area, Asian areas and some parts of Brazil and Australia, which, subtropical. The bioluminescent green glow is brightest at around 80 Fahrenheit. And about a day after the cat forms and blooms. So after after the shoot comes up and it pops open, about a day after it slowly starts to dull down that luminous glow to where it's no longer visible with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. So but they're just so like that's really one of my favorite bright, colors. Yeah. That's one of my favorite <coughs> colors is Are they edible? The I couldn't find anything about them being poisonous, but usually in in the uh, plant and animal kingdom. When
0: things glow or <laughs> very <laughs> Blower, brightly very colored, bright. you probably yeah. shouldn't,
1: you know. But bioluminescence isn't, I mean, you can eat an angler fish. It's not poisonous. I you don't. Know? I wouldn't you wouldn't I want to, know. but you could,
2: you know.
0: Horrifying. Yeah.
2: But, you know, they have that little bioluminescent dangly dangle. Crazy humongous teeth. Right. Joe, have you ever heard of the jack-o'-lantern mushroom? Mm, I've seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an orange mushroom and it glows as well. Not as much as the one that you were just mentioning, mm-hmm. uh, but it does have a very, very faint glow uh, as well. But it you have to really get up underneath of it. And then there's also the uh, luminescent panelis, mm-hmm. uh, which is also uh, uh, a glow in the dark, luminant uh, mushroom. And they both grow here in the U.S. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. but they're they're kind of hard to come across. Uh, but they, you know, they're fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was just uh, <laughs> I was reading a little. You know, I was reading this article of, about a guy who is a mushroom, you know, expert, right? Uh, scientist, if you will. He's a mushroomologist. Shrumatologist. Yeah, Shrumatologist. Um, And he had a phone call from a uh, from a gentleman that works at a. Uh, uh, a, a nuclear facility mm-hmm. and was wondering uh, if there were any mushrooms that glow in the dark because <laughs> he was really worried because he watched too many Godzilla movies <laughs> yeah yeah. well no I mean some some things do glow but I know I'm just you know but you know in certain certain ways right. you usually have to have them underwater and things like that but mm-hmm. um, but yes yeah, so uh, and it turns out he was a little bit disappointed when he found out that there were glowing mushrooms right it was a natural occurring thing yeah. mm-hmm. wow
1: Will they get huge and destroy Japan
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, we had kind of promised that we were going to talk a little bit about uh, magic mushrooms and um, this is the one thing that I wanted to mention uh, that there was uh, in two thousand eleven uh, around September, there was a, a you know a press release by Johns Hopkins where they had done a study uh, giving people magic mushrooms hmm. and they have come to find out that um, there is a lasting change in your personality, uh, with nearly sixty percent of the participants of this study, and um, permanent. I believe Well, it, that. it lasted for about. Oh, yeah. What's that?
0: I said I believe that. Yeah.
2: Well, it lasted for about, and uh, it lasted for about one year. Wow. The you know the personality change. Now um the you know there were, were they
0: more clearly focused Well they were
2: they, they had uh, had a tendency to be more open um, and had traits uh, related to imagination, aesthetics, feelings, abstract ideas and general broad minded minded mindedness uh, and the, uh, they had changes in all these traits that were were measured on a widely used scientifically validated personality inventory. So this is a Hmm. real scientific test that Johns Hopkins did uh, giving people magic mushrooms.
1: Wow, Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh,
2: They did say that uh, in field tests that uh, usually after the age of 30, uh, these uh, occurrences did not happen. So, hmm. so after the age of thirty, when you're, I guess, less impressionable and your brain is more fully formed, they had a tendency uh-huh. to not do a whole lot. Uh, but with, it did you mean it with did, the lasting effects. With the lasting effects, okay, yeah.
1: still would do the same crazy magic mushroom thing, but there was yeah. no lasting year long effects afterwards. Exactly, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah, of gotcha. the open mindedness. Right, once uh, you're once you're, you know, once you're consciousness, that yeah. old, which is old, because um, I'm not old. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're, all your synapses are locked into place unless you're destroying them with other things. Um, but yeah, your thought processes and things, they are where they are going to be, you know.
0: Well, that's still strange because it seems like something that's going to chemically change you would chemically change you regardless of your age. You yeah, know? but if,
1: it's only, if they were only finding 60% lasting for a, about a year, having mm-hmm. those long-term effects, and then after that, those effects clearing up, you know, that's still it's not. I mean, permanent. there'd have
0: to be like a physiological difference in your age, right?
2: I guess, yeah. I would think. Well there is, yeah. there is. Your 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 brain has a tendency to uh, completely fully form and become who you're going to be by the end of your twenties. That's generally when you form who you're gonna be and you're you, you stop really uh, I mean, you can still learn new things, you can still, but your your personality is generally what it's going to be by the end of your 20s. Yes, but if you
1: destroy brain cells and pathways with drugs or alcohol and and other stuff, like, those will distort those, those behaviors as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I would have to see the control group and understand the, the full study to to make full sense of it, but I mean it sounds rational, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I think there could be possibly other factors that
2: that could cause those things. Mm-hmm. There's um. So we we've been talking a lot about mushrooms being you know bad for your health, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's also several good things, and we had mentioned this kind of at the top of our of our episode, but. Um, specifically, there's a, a you know a press release out of Moscow talking about these Siberian mushrooms that gr- have a tendency to grow. On birch trees, Hmm. and they're saying that um, these uh, these certain strains of mushrooms that grow on the on the birch trees have a strong antiviral effect against certain things like influenza, smallpox, and possibly HIV. Wow! Uh, You know, of course, that being uh, the virus that causes AIDS. So it's been having these strong effects in there. and also can possibly help uh, ward off cancer. So they've been doing all these tests to to find out about it and we'll definitely be looking uh, more towards that. And of course, you know, the Johns Hopkins test that we had mentioned, but also um, there's a possibility of certain types of mushrooms uh, being able to maybe make fuel from. So uh, having the mycelium, okay? putting that down on the ground, and having these mushrooms grow, turning that, those mushrooms into mushroom fuel. Like, basically kind of like um, we were talking about, we, we well, not on this episode, but we've discussed um, kind of like ethanol and the corn fuel mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. They're possibly able to make mushrooms into fuel, and that might be our new gasoline. Mushrooms have a tendency to grow very, very quickly. That's what I was going to say. I mean, with the corn stock stuff, that's, you're,
1: you're still talking a you know it's a slow process mm-hmm. um so you have all these farms like continuously trying to keep the corn growing keep the corn growing but yeah if they did mushrooms man you could turn that around in you know half a season compared to the corn stuff
2: yeah they the um they they're coming up with different kinds of uh prototypes of uh of this this mushroom fuel and um as long as it glows in the dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they're trying to find and, and genetically modify fungi so they're to not be so to fun. Well,
0: why would they need to, extra fun? Why would they need to genetically modify it? So they grow
2: faster. Because everything is better gen- gen- genetically modified. Don't you know that? for the yeah, purpose
0: of keeping pests away, bugs, plants. Like a lot, most of the plants are genetically modified to keep bugs from eating them mm-hmm. and to keep weeds from invading the right. plants' territory. So I just don't understand
1: why you would do that with mushrooms. Yeah. The only thing I can say is, is for them to grow faster so they can expedite the production. You know what I mean? But
0: could you, oh, I just don't understand. Like, could you actually yeah. genetically modify it to make it grow faster? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's breeding. They find the mushrooms that grow the fastest and they breed that into whichever mushrooms they're using with the highest amount of mycelium or whatever it is. And you just, it's a slow process to get to that but once they've gotten a fast growing high yield mushroom you know that's pretty commonplace that's how that we do the corn and most of our, our plants and stuff that are grown like that
0: actually so. do you know in the corn they use a dna gun and it, <laughs> it's like it's like the crazy shooting all the off that you off. see in like evil science like sci-fi seriously <laughs> I mean, with kidding. the big bubble like, and the
1: lightning in the middle
0: it, it's like a dna gun and they shoot the dna like because there's bugs that make
1: homes in the, the corn stalks
0: the bt chemical that's in yeah. the corn that keeps the bugs away yeah that's from like a bacteria or something mm-hmm. and they take the genes and they actually shoot it into like the cells of the corn like like The actual DNA, They like basically the cor- just inject it with DNA yeah, with a gun. Yeah, they're yeah.
1: holding the, the corn's arm and like, you're going <laughs> to yeah, like this, buddy. Yeah, Boom. Just
0: like in the movies, yeah. going <laughs> to be and the biggest thing in the gym. When they regenerate cells. This isn't corny. They make cells with that chemical in it because it's in their DNA. Wow. What, what is be? that
2: corn fungus? There's like different corn oh, funguses the- that do, that, uh, that are... Oh. God, there's the Mexican fungus. Oh, the, where the, the black, where you eat it and it's delicious. Black and, uh, moldy corn. Yeah. And then there's also another type of corn fungus where they think they, they um, that um that it's possible that um the uh the people during the Salem Witch trials were uh infected with it. Oh like
0: the ergot.
2: Yeah. Ergot, ergot.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ergot what I
1: need. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's all the same, you know. You're talking funguses and what
0: molds. What is that? There, were, there was like a, a neighborhood full of children that were affected, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called um, it's Children like of the or, Corn. It was yes. uh, written
2: by <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Or that might have been Children of the Corn Seven.
0: Ass. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, there was. I mean, it kind of kind of ripped from <laughs> the headlines, sort true of thing. Story. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, um, uh, but you know, I just kind of wanted to mention that, and uh, you know, oh, the
0: potato famine.
2: Oh, oh, tell us about the potato famine. Potato.
0: There's a fungus called, I'm not going to say this right, Phytophthora infestans. Hmm. And it was transported from a ship uh, from North America. It was believed to be transported from a ship in North America to England, where it then became airborne and I believe killed approximately half of the potato harvest in Ireland. So wow. let me just get this right.
2: We were transporting also mushrooms a from, from they North call America. It a blight. We were yeah. transporting mushrooms from North America to England. Taters. We were transporting oh, potatoes, and then the fungus. I don't
0: know actually what was being transported. Whatever it was, the fungus made its way on the ship and then became airborne once in England. And it just flew oh. on air currents? And once it's airborne, yeah. It, It'll I mean, settle on anything and grow on feeds, whatever. It, yeah, it feeds off of plants. -hmm. That's what it does. So it ate up non-taters. Parasitizes them. Yeah. Yeah, it ate a lot of potatoes. Wow. A whole lot. More
1: potatoes than I could eat.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But not more than the Oregon Blue Mountain potato-eating fungus patch. Right. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's a potato-eating fungus patch. Well,
2: if you put potatoes there, it'll eat it, Joe. I
1: wonder if it's like the blob. Remember that
2: scene in the blob or the
1: stuff where it's like rolling on the ground and it's this big giant mass and it's just kind of like, but
2: well, the stuff didn't do that. The oh. stuff well, was eating do you. Do. Are the you stuff, eating? Yeah, yeah. No, are stuff, you eating it? No, it or was, was eating eating, me. eating you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the blob was eating somebody. Yeah, the blob was definitely right, eating stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that. That's so what I don't think. go to Oregon. Is the blob? Is that? Is the blob like a fungus? No, it's an extraterrestrial oh, amorphous an extraterrestrial blob creature. Fungus. Yeah. I think, maybe.
1: I don't know. I don't know. We've gone on too long, I think. I think this episode is mushroomed into something I don't
2: want
0: to talk about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and seriously, I, I'm about to let go of a stinkhorn, so we oh, better, we better let this out. There's no
1: more shroom in here for that.
0: God, you guys are nerds. <laughs>
2: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we we promise you mushroom puns whenever possible.
0: Yes. (laughs) Seriously, though,
2: Mario 3, I always like to play Toad, right? Toad, he always had, like, that big mushroom hat, you know what I mean? I was a fan of part two.
0: Yeah, that was a good one, too, yeah.
2: All right, so thank you, Curiosos, for hanging out with us, talking, taking mushro- i mean, talking mushrooms. <laughs> right. And uh, I hope you all have a mushroom tastic day. I'm the Lizard King. I can do anything. Bye, guys. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. We tweet at Curioso Podcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.
1: Was showing Dana outside the uh, the drain holes. Oh, where the Black Widows hang out. Yeah, they all hang out there. It's like a
0: school of them, a gaggle, (laughs) a murder even. A murder even.